a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible. This week on The Million Dollar Plan, we do the show I've been wanting to do for quite some time. Uh, but I didn't know where to turn, so I turned to Twitter. And we're talking cryptocurrency. We're talking Bitcoin, something that I just have not wanted to talk about because I'm a skeptic. Uh, however, I've come around a little recently, and a uh, fellow guy on, on Twitter, his name is Justin Costelli, he joins us in studio now, he's a, a registered investment advisor, and he dabbles in uh, cryptocurrency. Dabbles, is that, is, am I underselling it? I would say dabble, that's a fair assessment. Um, the reason I started it is because I knew, I have a lot of younger clients, I knew the questions would be coming in, and I didn't want to seem as if I was not in the know of what's going on. No, that's so, how I live my every day. Yeah. Like, not in the know of what's going on. So I, I initially started down the path of just being able to answer basic questions, steer people where to find good resources, and then as I learned more and more about the technology behind it, I kind of became interested. So, so, so there's this appeal mm-hmm. to cryptocurrency, to Bitcoin. And Nicole, you and I were talking, like, uh, you know, all this week. It's yeah. super interesting, It's right? so interesting. And, and why, why, why do you think that, like, do you feel like compelled, like, since you're, uh, again, millennial producer Nicole, as someone on iTunes calls you, <laughs> is that why you feel compelled to know about it, or is it just generally interesting? Yeah, I think I do, especially with the whole Venmo and PayPal and how that's taken off, just what that looks like. And I was actually talking to you, we've watched a little Silicon Valley from HBO. Yeah. And so with that and everything, I think that's why, yeah. So, Justin, uh, that's the feel of a lot of people in their 20s and early 30s. I, I of course, reached 40 this week, which is brutal. Um, So I don't feel like I have to know about Bitcoin, but we're going to learn all about it today. It's all based on something called blockchain Mm -hmm. technology, and that's where I'm lost. Yep. (laughs) Help me. And and so I come to you with not a technical background and knowing how to code or mine or do do all these things. I do like the disclaimer. I do like the disclaimer. But I do feel like I have a good understanding of, of blockchain because I think that's the fundamental... I don't think you can invest or partake in cryptocurrency unless you understand the technology because they go hand in hand. Okay. So basically, blockchain is a ledger. So if you think of kind of like accounting, it's, it's, it's a re- recording technology that records whatever you want to use on it. Um, so blockchain initially started by an unknown person, um, Satoshi Nakamoto, yes. which I saw a cool picture on Instagram one day that um, the name they came up with was, say, was apart from Samsung, um, Nakamichi, uh, like four technology companies that they took letters from to come up with Satoshi Nakamoto. So it, it, that's not the person's no, name. No one knows who it is. It, so it's, it's unknown. Like Banksy, the Banksy of the exactly. Of the so um, it could either be an individual, it could be a collection of individuals. Uh, there's theories of who it might be, but anyways, this this group or individual came up with um, the coding. It's believed to be they started the idea in 2006 started writing the coding in 2007, and in the midst of the financial crisis, unreleased this, or released this paper in 2009 for the reasoning in the back behind blockchain. So blockchain is this ledger, it records information, and then as time goes on, this ledger is updated by computers. And, and so the way Bitcoin ties into that is, 
our money now is based on a centralized bank. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what Bitcoin does is it decentralizes the currency right. so that no everyone sort of owns it and backs it? Is that the...? The, the removing the, the decentralization takes out the middleman, basically. So it allows you and I to conduct business without having to pay a third party to be in the middle to really facilitate it. So we can facilitate deals on our own. Um, it, it, it gives everybody kind of control that's on the blockchain. So computers update everything. Every 10 minutes, the blockchain or roundabout is updated by these computers. Bitcoin is what rewards these miners and computers on how on, on updating everything. So the first person to verify the transaction and put it on the blockchain gets a little bit of Bitcoin. And see, this is where, when I, I, we, we did a show on this, oh man, four years ago? And it was all around the mining of Bitcoin, yeah. right? Because people weren't even really doing as much trading and, mm -hmm. and, and investing in speculation as they are now. It was really about the mining and creating Bitcoin. So there's only about, what, 16 million Bitcoin out there, and it caps at 22 million? 21 million. 21 million. So the way that Satoshi set it up is that by, if I can make you right, 2040, yeah. the 21 million coins will be circulating. So the way he did this was, as we get further and further along the 21 million, the, the computer programs or the problems that are being solved get harder and harder. So the, let's go back to the problems being solved because this is where I lost my mind the last yeah. time I tried to understand this. You're basically, your, your computer, you're not, not like a, a, a MacBook Air. Right. We're talking about like computers oh. that are sweating, yeah. basically. I mean, the amount of energy these computers now burn, I saw some statistic that in, uh, one of the companies that does this for business, they use more electricity than small countries. Okay, so these this is intense computations. Yep. They're doing math, mm -hmm. and if you solve a mathematic equation, mm -hmm. then you get a little bit of Bitcoin. Correct. And early on, it, you received a lot of Bitcoin. So the early people, they received thousands of Bitcoin. So that's how you have these overnight millionaires, over a few years millionaires, is that they were, the geeks that were solving on this stuff got a bunch of Bitcoin, and now it's worth a lot of money. Because back then, and the way they coded this was that there'd be a lot of coin given at a very low price. And as time goes on, fewer coins would be distributed, but the system was set up that the coins would be more valuable. And in order, so if you're a believer in Bitcoin, you have to be a believer in the blockchain because in order for their Bitcoin to retain value, it needs to be at a level high enough for people to continue to mine and to continue to verify the blockchain. So, so a couple things there. You used the B word. Mm -hmm. You said to believe in Bitcoin. Yeah. Now that's that's a little bit controversial, but at the same time, a person can also be said to believe in the U.S. dollar. Exactly. Or gold. Right. Or anything. Yeah. Exactly. The gold. I think gold's the most interesting parallel mm -hmm. here to a degree, mm -hmm. right? Because you've got gold bugs who you know, advertise on probably the show. Um, <laughs> and, and it's like, well, we don't trust the US dollar, buy gold. Mm -hmm. it's sort of the same idea. Yeah, it is, and I would say it's very similar, but one big difference between the two is, worst case scenario, if everybody quits believing gold has value, I mean, you'd be able to melt it down at least for a little bit. Right. With Bitcoin, if, if that belief disappears, if nobody trusts it, and trust is a big part of all this, if that trust goes away, then Bitcoin goes to zero. So it, it really is about, it's what the whole, the full faith and whatever mm -hmm. of the federal government, it's what is, I think it's even on a dollar. It's yeah. just like based on the, the whatever, the yeah. ability of the US government to back this. You as a Bitcoin holder or investor or speculator, not you, but mm -hmm. one, would have to have faith in the currency's ability to exist? Yeah, uh, and faith in the system. So the fact that it's deregulated or it's, uh, and it's decentralized, 
there's nobody, well, take it back. It's harder to manipulate the information that goes on the blockchain. So all these transactions that go on and the belief to it, in order to override that and make this system go haywire, you would need 51% of the people mining and computing to conspire to overthrow. So if, if, you, if, if, if somebody wanted to say that two plus two is five on the blockchain, you're gonna have to have 51% of the computers of people who don't know each other agree that, hey, we're gonna throw the system over and we're gonna make it say two plus two is five now. So, so that is a protection, but it also is probably where some controversy comes right. from. Right, right. It, it would be a risk that it's not foolproof that it could be thrown overthrown, but it's because of the way it's set up with all of this, the computers and it's worldwide and it's all these different people using it, it would be a very hard thing to do. So right. the belief is it's it, the belief is it's maybe a little bit safer, okay. um, and it can't be you can't have new Bitcoin generated. So that's the other the other thing is that there's since there's a finite number, where our government prints more money, mm -hmm. you can't print more money, so it keeps it a little bit more honest in the believer's eyes. All right, Nicole, checking in with you. Where are you in comprehension? So are you batting a hundred for a hundred? Where are we at? You know, I was with you for a <laughs> second. And I understand the whole concept of it, but it's actually acquiring it and kind of nitty-gritty details of it that are just completely over my head. Okay. So, okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. I, I've been studying this all week in anticipation, so I don't sound like a complete moron right. in our conversation here today. Um, You're we're doing gonna do lots today. We're going to try to understand this. We're going to understand it as a currency from an investment standpoint. We're going to try mm -hmm. to understand it from a currency from a commerce standpoint. And then at the end of the show... I'm going to buy some Bitcoin. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There's different ways you can buy it, right? Yeah. I mean, you can buy, well, and, and, and they're becoming uh, more ways as, right. as, as we speak. I and mean, even this morning, there's some news that you could potentially buy some futures. Mm -hmm. Which I think that the, so the CME announced, it's been rumored, but they announced the beginning of December 18th. Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Sorry. That's all right. No, um, we got to, you know. They're, they're going to be doing futures, yeah. which... One, I think, brings credibility to the whole system, yeah. that if they're going to be, you know, you do futures on all the commodities and everything, so if they're going to bring futures to the, to the table, there's got to be some belief that this is not going anywhere any soon. But I also think that the future aspect of it, as we'll make it into later, will help the currency aspect as far as using it for commerce. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm selling you something today, I'm probably not going to take Bitcoin because I don't know how much it's going to be worth in an hour. Yeah. If we look back earlier this week, it was $11,300 a coin, and it closed down, or it didn't close, because it never closes, but later in the day, it was 9000 We had a bear market in Bitcoin in one day. As a, as a business, why would I accept that? Yeah, so unless the pricing constantly fluctuates. You show right. it as an American dollar, but then mm -hmm. you accept Bitcoin as just as you would PayPal or something right. else. But with the futures, you could use the futures to hedge uh -huh. some of that volatility. So now maybe you can protect that risk and accept it as a currency and do business. I mean, there are businesses out there that are accepting Bitcoin, but I think you're kind of risky doing that. All right, let's take a break. Mm -hmm. uh, here with Justin Costelli. He's the uh, principal at RL Wealth Management and Advisory. Also uh, has the blog, All About Your Benjamins. Here, go to this uh, camera here, Nicole. All About Your You can watch this at PeteThePlanner.tv. AllAboutYourBenjamins.com. Uh, Correct. Did you get it? Uh, all About Your Benjamins, like Ben Stiller, uh, ben exactly. Kingsley. Or it could be like, a play off of the Puff Daddy song all about the Benjamins. Well, like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the kids are listening to. All right, we'll come back after the break. I'm uh, Pete the Planner, and this is Million Dollar Play. Stop what you're doing. Log on. And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Man. 
never question the right of any man to voice his opinion as strongly as any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in, camouflaged by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revenge the camp again. Back on the Million Dollar Plan, I'm Pete the Planner. The uh, Bitcoin edition of the show today, cryptocurrencies, uh, with Justin Costelli, uh, RL Wealth Management and Advisory. Justin, uh, so there's Bitcoin, and then there's like two other ones I can't pronounce. There, well, there are, there are actually hundreds. Okay. So the, the main ones that most people are going to be familiar with are going to be Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, you're going to see Ethereum. The coin itself is actually called Ether, okay. and then Litecoin. And the reason, I say, the reason I say those are the three that most people are going to be familiar with is most people are buying on a, an app called Coinbase, sure. and those are the three coins that you can buy on Coinbase. Ethereum sounds the coolest. So Ethereum is kind of a a build up on blockchain. And the, the biggest difference is, so you can have different types of blockchain. Um, the, blo the original blockchain is more about trying to be a currency and to do business. Um, Ethereum takes that to the next level, and this is kind of where it starts getting crazy, is it'll enable you to do what's called a smart contract. Okay. So a smart contract is basically an, a, a contract that you and I would enter into, and upon execution and it's done, you get paid automatically, there's a negotiated price, you don't have to worry, worry about anybody, again, taking the third party out, facilitating it. So a real quick example, we just had our third son. We don't have traditional insurance, we do kind of a share plan because of being business owners, so we had to pay cash. And we're like still, cash, like, like well, we do cash paying and then we re get reimbursed. But yeah, so we're cash paying patients, sure. which means we get all of the bills. It doesn't go to the insurance company. We're still getting bills <clears throat> through the process where if we had just entered into a smart contract, the day we walked out of the hospital with Silas, our ether would have gone to the hospital. They, ether would have gone to the doctors. Everybody would have been paid right away and there wouldn't be these months and months of follow-up. So this smart contract, when it comes to the future and, and business and making things more efficient is, is huge. And so blockchain technology, which, which all of this is based around, mm -hmm. is now expanding. I, I have a good friend who's in the car business, mm -hmm. um, uh, owns several car, car dealerships, and you know they're exploring mm -hmm. the impact of that. I liked how you looked at your company, set it down to make sure that oh, the yeah, logo was showing. Say, totally. I really appreciate it. If you're watching <laughs> the Planet TV, what you just saw, and you want to rewind about 20 seconds <laughs> is you'll see Justin set down this cup and make sure the logo is facing the cameras. Got caught out. Well, hey, it is, it is, <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, so, but, but now a lot of businesses are saying, okay, how can we use this blockchain technology, which adds a lot of integrity to data and right. information? I, I saw something this morning, the transportation industry and, and shipping and logistics are gonna use blockchain. Do you understand how? Because I, I don't. Um, on a surface level, yes. And I think for most of us, understanding a surface level is really all we need to know. Yeah. Um, I think more companies are going to be leaning towards the Ethereum version of the blockchain. There's an Ethereum um, group, I think last time I saw it, 150 companies. So JP Morgan's in it, which is interesting because Jamie Dimon blasted Bitcoin. Um, but they use the Ethereum blockchain for record keeping and things. Microsoft uses it, BP uses it. My understanding is a lot. the majority of the use right now is just record keeping. So as I mentioned, the blockchain, you know, once, once things go in, it's there, you can't manipulate it and change it. So uh, you, run, you run the risk today, if the cloud goes down or other areas that you're storing information goes away, you lose it. The blockchain, it's never gonna go away. It's on thousands of computers across the globe. It's, it's, it's there to be 
accessed at any point and it can't be changed. Um, so that's the way that businesses are using it now. I've got to imagine in the future, the smart contract's gonna be, be part of it. So, so we, a little bit earlier we mentioned that you can potentially soon buy some futures mm -hmm. uh, in um, so blockchain currencies, cryptocurrencies, but then also there are there's an ETF now, right? Right. And, and you you disclosed it was this summer, June or July, mm -hmm. you bought into one. I bought Ethereum. I bought Ether for the first time in June. Okay. And I said I put the top in the market. I was yeah. wrong. It was really cool. Because usually, usually when you buy something you've been waiting for, the next day it goes down. No, that's I was telling Nicole this morning. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. When I buy in, other than uh, I feel pretty good about my Apple and Amazon. Those are disclosures, <laughs> by the way. Uh, other than that, I usually put the top in the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in the summer, I bought some ether. I bought some Litecoin, and then in September, I bought some Bitcoin. And when I say bought, it's I don't own a full coin of Bitcoin. Yeah. I bought very small amounts, basically enough to learn the process of how do you buy it, how do you store it, how do you transfer it around. And if I lose my money, like my family doesn't matter. This is a miss. Your family doesn't matter. Yeah, you it does, my money. family doesn't miss it. My That's, family matters no. big time, which is why it's important. No, you heard it here first. <laughs> Freudian slip, Justin right? Justin <laughs> loses his money. His family doesn't matter. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so why would someone want to, why would random person mm -hmm. want to own any of these cryptocurrencies? So my fear and my concern and why I write about it is to answer that question, I think today it's, it's FOMO. It's fear of missing out. Totally. They, That's and, why I'm buying some in the next right. segment, by the way. It really <laughs> they, is. They, they talk to their nephew, they talk to their grandson, friends and family. They've made all this money. They don't want to miss out. And that's what as humans we do as investors. That's why I have a job as a financial advisor yeah, and investment management. Exactly, is to take the emotions out of the decision making when it comes to money. Um, so I think today, a lot of people are buying it just because they see the returns or chasing. Yeah. Um, I think that if you are a true investor for the long term, you see the opportunity and if this technology is really gonna be here and continue to go, then I think that the value of Bitcoin and these other cryptocurrencies needs to continue to go. Because as I mentioned, the Bitcoin was de derived to be the reward for the mining initially. Sure. And if it's costing me a bunch of money and energy bills to, to mine, I need to be compensated enough to offset that cost. So that price needs to continue to go upwards. And there's just insane numbers out there of what Bitcoin might go to. Um, I think that the real reason to do it is, you, is there's the opportunity there. Um, people are saying this is the next internet type. I wish that I was thinking about it back when the internet was happening. I was too young yeah. to see what people were saying to compare to what the words are today. I mean, it's a very polarizing topic. You've got the real believers and you've got the Jamie Diamonds of the world that think it's a, a Ponzi scheme yeah. and it's going to blow up. It's, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. I've got a friend in my fantasy football league for the last couple of years has in every email, the trash talking emails that go around mm -hmm. list the price of Bitcoin because he's an early, early yep. adopter. And this last email this week was certainly, mm -hmm. as it busted over 10,000, went to 11,000. I think today it's back in the mid 10,000 yeah. range. And, and uh, again, Nicole and I were talking beforehand. Um, she said, why did it pull back after it popped so high? And, and typically, and I'll get your opinion on this, it's generally when, when something hits a milestone, mm -hmm. people are going to take profits and then you're going to see it come back down. Is that is that the way you view it or is it not that way with Bitcoin? To be honest with you, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, on the flip side, I don't know why I went from 9,000 to 11,000 so quick. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's just very 
volatile, which is one of the biggest risks to it, obviously. But I couldn't give you a good reason as to why it, it pulled back. I think that that's a very justifiable answer, is that taking gains on it. Um, I don't remember any news coming out that would make you fear that it was going to go. I mean, as it went up, you have more and more people talking about it being a bubble yeah. um, and that bubble popping. But there's no real reason as, as to why. The thing swings big time. Now, as a former financial advisor, and you are a current financial advisor, I was always super nervous about investing or asking people to invest in things that I don't understand oh, that oh. they couldn't understand. I'll stop you right there. Yeah. My clients are not investing in Bitcoin. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's not where I'm going. No, okay, that's sorry. Not where I'm going. sorry. No, no. <laughs> I, w- I would hope that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> and so where I guess I'm going with this is that's what makes me so uncomfortable about this mm-hmm. is that I know a lot about investing. I- I've taken time to understand quite a bit about futures and mm-hmm. options and everything else. And no matter how hard I try to understand this, there's always, and, and, and that, that comprehension's growing, mm-hmm. but not at the pace that, that I, I feel like I'm getting close to understanding as much as I could possibly understand right, right. without being some technical person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where, there's always winners and losers, right, of any sort of market. Mm-hmm. I think the losers are going to be the people that really don't understand this. Totally. I mean, there, there's going to be some idiots that make a lot of money, but but really the idiots are going to get slaughtered. Right. They always do. Mm-hmm. So do you think that is a threat to the cryptocurrency itself, or do you think that's just the nature of any market? I think it's the nature of any market. I think that in the cryptocurrency market, you're going to have those very early people who got in, and those are the ones with the big believers that think that Bitcoin is going to go to 100000 a share a, a coin. Yeah. They're not going to sell theirs regardless. Um, you're going to have the mom and pops that just are now getting in that are going to be the ones that kind of overreact. And they're the ones, like you said, they're the ones that are going to get hurt, which is, again, why I think podcasts like this and what I try to write is just to put the information out there. And I want to put people's I want to put doubt in people's mind that if you don't know what you're investing in, I mean, even on the basics, but especially in something like this, then maybe you shouldn't. And I think as an investor, you need to be okay with, it's all right to miss out sure. on an opportunity. And is there going to be the opportunity to to see you know, the infamous 10,000 Bitcoin pizza that would be worth $100 million today? <laughs> Are you going to see that type of growth in the next 10 years? I think that that big burst is maybe gone. Yeah. Um, so there may not even be that big of a reward to investing into it now. All right. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about who should invest in Bitcoin, mm-hmm. like what your financial situation has to be and what things already have to be funded. We're going to show you how to set up an account, if that is you, and then I'm going to buy some Bitcoin. Mm. All right, so that's what we're going to do. All this is next on The Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Axe hand on the beat. Yes, sir. Glass house. Yes, sir. Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher. ATFU. Naptown. Cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul but young and age of boss player. Not from the Himalayas. But my Back on the Million Dollar Plan, uh, Pete the Planner. This is the cryptocurrency Bitcoin 
edition of the show. The edition, the episode I should have done uh, 10 years ago. <laughs> we'd all be bazillionaires. I wouldn't even be here. <laughs> I don't have time for you. I'd be a bazillionaire. Justin Costelli, financial advisor, joins us on the show uh, to help us understand this. Welcome back to this segment. Thank you. How was how was it since the last time I talked to you? It's been a couple minutes. Yeah, it's been pretty good. I don't talk to people during the break. I'm too good for that. All right. <laughs> so, who should invest in Bitcoin? People are listening. People are listening right now, and they're going, "Ah, I want to get some of that coin bit." Like, who do you have to be? <laughs> some of that coin bit. That's right. First, being the advisor that I am, I'm going to throw the disclaimer. Please up there. do. That's why you're here. Before you invest in Bitcoin, you need to at least talk to your financial advisor or a financial advisor yeah. to figure out if you're. If it makes sense for you, can, um, can I, I was, interrupt you? Can people, yeah. if people want to talk to you about this, yeah, can they? Can I get a hold of you and talk to you about it? Um, I don't see why not. I mean, I, I'm not going to give it advice. Yeah. Um, it would, depending on where the, con- I'm happy to talk about it, yeah. but depending on where the conversation went, I may have to cut it off just from a, like I don't advise my clients on it. Yeah. I have general conversations about it. Yeah. So um, I think a good resource would. I told you I was going to pitch my blog. Please do. A good resource would be my blog. Um, I've written a few pieces. I have a beginner's guide that has a. A bunch of books, white papers, articles, podcasts that you can listen to. Um, one podcast I'd recommend, not to send somebody yours. I don't yours, care. Is, dude, um, more the merrier. Patrick O'Shaughnessy has a real good yeah. um, hash power. It's a three-part series mm-hmm. where he actually talks to the people that are running the hedge funds, that are investing in it, created the different... like. He's talking to the who's who mm-hmm. that I would never have access to. Sure. It's a very good primer. So I would listen to that, but that's listed on my my, my blog post. So I would check that out. All about um, your Benjamins.com on uh, December 1st, you updated that uh, right. blockchain rabbit hole. And there, and on the right-hand side of the, of the blog, there's different categories, and there's a blockchain cryptocurrency. Okay. Click on that, and I think there's four or five posts. Okay. But back to your original question, who should invest? Um, I would it, you'd need to be somebody that is very tolerant of risk. Okay. Um, doesn't matter. I don't think age matters. If you can handle 20% swings in a day, then maybe that's it. By the way, people say they're tolerant of risk. It's, no, it's they're relative. not. Right, right. It's all based off the environment. Yeah. It's like, um, oh, I'll take 1,000% gains. You know you could lose uh, everything. All of it. <laughs> right. And like, oh, I don't want that. Exactly. You're not tolerant of risk. You're exactly. Not. But if you if you were able to ride out 2008 and didn't panic and didn't sell, yeah. stayed invested, that's a then good I would say it, that yeah. you're probably heading in the right direction to maybe be able to stomach the, the swings in this. I would say for whatever money you might put into these coins, it's got to have a long time horizon. Mm-hmm. And maybe your plan is to never sell it just to see where it goes. Yeah. And back to my comment about my family mattering very much, mm-hmm. that I wouldn't want <laughs> sure. the money uh, to be missed, yeah. is that it would be an amount that if it went to zero, it doesn't harm you, it doesn't blow your financial plan up. Um, I would not recommend anybody putting money into this, hoping that it gets them on track for retirement, catching up for lost years of saving. This is, in a sense, it's gambling. Yeah. Um, you know, Some people go up to Anderson to go to the racetrack. This is maybe your version of it. You're putting a very little bit of amount in, um, and maybe you add to it over time as you get more familiar, but it would be a smaller amount that, you know, if it hits big, great. If you lose it, no big deal. To show you how meta and real time this uh, podcast is, my wife just texted me as we're recording this at uh, 9.30 on December 1st. Michael Flynn was just charged with making uh, false statements to the FBI. So uh, Trump's ex-national security advisor has been charged with making false statements to the FBI. So here we go. Mm. Let's not talk politics. Okay, uh-huh. moving on. Um, okay. So there's this thing called an accredited investor, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and for some types of investments, an accredited investor, I think, is described as annual income of $250,000 a year and net worth of over a million dollars, investable assets over a million dollars. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 
Do you think you need to be an accredited investor to invest in blockchain technology? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so because the, the information's there, the resources are there for you to educate yourself. Just because you're an accredited investor doesn't mean you're gonna make, not make dumb mistakes. Sure. So I think anybody's susceptible to making bad choices. I don't like telling somebody you can't do something that you really want to. I think sure. it's up to you, your choice. Um, you just need to be responsible for it. And I don't think meeting those standards necessarily means you're any more qualified than somebody else. And the nice thing about these cryptocurrencies is you don't have to buy a whole coin. It has right. it has partial. You can you can put in fifty dollars and get a point zero zero whatever it might be of a bitcoin. So um, the barrier to entry of getting into this market are very low, which I think is fair. And that's one of the big things that really brought me into maybe being a believer of the blockchain and everything is seeing not so much how this technology and this currency can impact us here in the U.S but how it can impact other countries that are you know, developing. You would not recommend this for someone's emergency fund. Oh, no. You would not recommend this for someone's kid's college account. Nope. I probably wouldn't even recommend it for retirement. This is yeah. kind of fun money. Yeah. This is instead of going out, um, yeah. it's if you're young, instead of going out to the bars for a month, yeah. take that money you're going to spend on your tab and put it in, in, in cryptocurrency. This is the $20 martini in New York City. Exactly. So here's what we're going to do. I'm about to buy some Bitcoin. Earlier in this week, I said, Hey, Justin, how do I buy some Bitcoin? Right. And you said download Coinbase, which is an app, or you can just go to their website, coinbase.com. That's the, that's the biggest one right now. Over Thanksgiving weekend, 100,000 new Coinbase accounts were opened. And I saw a statistic that they now have more accounts than Charles Schwab. Now, not more dollars, yeah. but more accounts than Charles Chuck Schwab. Chuck Schwab's got some work to do. <laughs> uh, so you open that, and then you... You enter a way to make the payment. So I did that earlier this week. I so, and in that, one of the scary things I know, is I know. you can link a bank account, which I'm cool with that, but you can link a credit card. Oh, okay. that scares me. So speaking of disclaimers, dude and dudettes and however you identify, do not <laughs> do that. Do not link your credit card to Coinbase. I mean, seriously, man. And, and the bad thing is they... Not that it should matter, but they set up an incentive for you to do that. Oh, jeez. Your coins are accessible right away. Yeah. Where if you do it through the bank, it takes a week before you're accessing your coins. And the reason that matters is one of the things we haven't touched on is kind of storage. We'll get there. Um, so it impacts how quickly you could store your coins. Okay. So I've hooked up my account. It is now at $10,630. I mean, this, I'm putting the top on it. I'm buy, Okay, so I'm going to buy some Bitcoin right now as we speak. So you just press buy, mm -hmm. and then you can put in US, how much you want to buy in US dollars or how much Bitcoin you right. want to buy. If I wanted to buy one Bitcoin, I'd be putting 10600 bucks in. Right. Uh -uh. And they, they do put limits in. There's a limit to how much you can purchase in a day, right. which is good. $5,000 um, uh, of a weekly bank limit. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to put $1,000 in. Jesus. Jesus. High roller over here. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so a thousand bucks. I pay fourteen dollars and sixty-eight cents in fees. Mm -hmm. This is I'm buying this as a masterclass in blockchain. Yeah, totally. totally. Like I, I'm buying this to understand it. Uh, I'm not planning on selling this anytime soon. For years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which I think gonna, is a good approach. Yeah. Like I, I don't. Okay. Let's say it goes up to three thousand dollars. Like in in two weeks. I'm not to be weird here. I just don't care. Right. It doesn't affect me. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm buying the Bitcoin. It is purchased. I'm clicking. Nicole, can you go to this camera? All right. There. No one can see it. Maybe I'll have to tap and zoom in. Confirm buy. 
Oh boy. And I bought some Bitcoin. And it just showed up in my email. Yep. So it'll be, it'll be, so just for first time, so it'll be pending. Okay. And then you'll get a confirmation that went through. Because when I first bought it back in the summer. Were you panicking? My, I was like, where's, where's well, my Well, my first few attempts, yeah. Yeah. It, they ended up getting canceled. So, um, so this, uh, no reason, it just, I don't know if it was an overload on the system. So yeah. earlier in the week when Bitcoin had its big spike and yeah. fall, Coinbase was down. Oh, so you couldn't log into your account. So there are those, huh. those types of things that as this gets bigger, there's going to be risks that we've never had happen, or the, the risk of, of things that have not happened yet are going to come up. So, so okay, so I, I own Bitcoin now. Yep. Oh, I will. Oh, I do. You know, you own it. It just doesn't settle. Basically, like a trade, it doesn't settle for a week. Okay. So I own a thousand dollars of Bitcoin. However, this is where it gets interesting. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily stored. Right. What the heck does that mean? How do I store my Bitcoin? So in in the case of Coinbase, it is you do have a digital wallet through Coinbase. Okay. Um, from my research and what my understanding, and I'm pretty confident, in, is that <laughs> you own. I, like that I, I know. I know that you you own your Bitcoin. Okay. But every wallet, the coins have these unique addresses. Okay. Um, coding. Sure. Bitcoin holds your coding behind a wall that you can't see. Yeah. So in theory, if Coinbase wanted to, they could block you out, and you would not be able to take your coins. With, yeah. You wouldn't have access to it. Okay. I don't think they would do that. No. I didn't read it through all the legalese when I yeah. signed up, sure. so maybe it says they can do that for a reason. Uh, but you're able to actually, if you want, and if you don't trust Coinbase, you can take your Bitcoin off of Coinbase and move it to a variety of different ways to store it. Do you have to pay to store it that way? Um, there's a transaction cost to move it out. Yeah. Um, none of the storage that I've found have a cost, other than maybe purchasing a hardware device. So, so, so Yeah, maybe what we'll do then, once this all settles out, we'll wait a few months, have you back, awesome. and see if there's an update there. Yeah. So, so the ways you can store, I do know that you can do what's called cold storage, yeah. which is basically taking your unique addresses off of offline mm -hmm. onto a piece of paper and storing it. You know, some hipster has it tattooed on their arm. Or, or that. Yeah. Or that. You know, it's. Or if you have a very visual memory, you could memorize it. Uh, it be, Peyton uh, Manning knows all his <laughs> Bitcoin codes. Um, so you have the cold storage. Yeah. But your risk there is if you lose that paper, you lose that coin, and once you lose a coin. You're not going to find it again. So it's, my dad texted me last night. They're talking about Bitcoin on Big Bang Theory. So I don't watch Big Bang Theory. Watch a lot of TV, but I hop on and watch it. And they're talking. Good taste in television. They talk about. They're talking about how they were mining Bitcoin way back when, and they lose their coins. My in-laws love Big Bang, and they call mm -hmm. it Big Bang. <laughs> <laughs> like on Big Bang, I'm like, I don't. So so once a coin is gone, yeah. it's gone. So oh, of the 16 million or yeah. so that are floating around, there's like four million coins that have been lost. <laughs> Oh boy, so much. So do the math on that as money disappears. I can't. I'm not good at math. All right, let's do this. I got to take a break, and we'll come back, wrap up the show. Uh, Justin Costelli, uh, RL Wealth Management, is mm -hmm. uh, an advisor there. Uh, and his blog is all about your Benjamins, all about your Benjamins.com. It's Ben Kingsley, Ben Affleck, Ben Stiller. Uh, this is all next on the Pete the Planner Radio Network.
Every day living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I gotta do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. This lays great errors to rest. Let me remain calm. You're back on the Million Dollar Plan, Pete the Planner. Just a couple minutes left in the show. Justin Costelli, RL Wealth Management, helping us understand Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And blockchain today. Now, biggest waste of money of the week, the BWAM here on this show. It's sort of a warning for you of what could go wrong. And they're called ICOs. Help us understand them quickly. Quickly. So ICOs, initial coin offering, like IPO. So these are new coins being brought to market. It's an unregulated space. So as a company, you could issue a coin to raise money. So yeah. instead of like the Peter coin? Yeah, you could do Peter issue? coin. Yep. Who and, wouldn't want a And you can only use coin. it in your online store. Yeah. Um, so there could be value there if people really want to buy your stuff, mm -hmm. but if you close up shop, that yeah. coin's worthless. Sure. So if you're going to delve on the cryptocurrency, I would stay away from the ICO. It's pure gamble. That's where the fraud's going to be. Um, so I would stay away from the ICOs. If you want to get in it, stick to the Bitcoins, Litecoins, Ethereum, the bigger names, and stay away from the ICOs. Because what you're thinking is, well, those are too expensive. I'm going to get on something at the ground floor, right. I which want to is pay the ultimate. A penny for a, for a coin. Yeah. Well, it may not be there, and you may only be able to use that coin, which is actually a token at that source. So think of showbiz. Showbiz will always be showbiz in my eyes. It's Chuck E. Cheese now, Chuck but e. Cheese it was showbiz now. in my eyes too. So if showbiz or Chuck E. Cheese, you have the coin. Yeah. You can spend as much of that coin, there's value at, at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. As soon as you walk out, it's worthless. Yeah. And that's what a lot of these ICOs are. And people, I think, are going to get into them thinking it's like a Bitcoin spending anywhere, and it's not. Nicole, what do you think? A Peter coin? You think that's something the kids want? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't want a Peter coin? Uh, that's it for this week's show. We sincerely appreciate you being here, not only because you brought swag, which is always appreciated, the allaboutyourbenjamins.com coffee tumbler, which I have decaf tea in. Uh, go to allaboutyourbenjamins.com to see Justin's stuff and his work, Justin Costelli, RL Wealth Management. Thanks, man. Thanks for having have me. have you back sometime. Awesome, definitely. You don't have to bring more stuff, but except yourself. That'd be good. That's all we have time uh, for this week. So I'm sending good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner, and this is the Million Dollar Plan. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money like then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations, I bring you love, Tron greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. 
I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, and beats I burn. This I adjourn, and beats I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?